0: Play-by-play on Sports Joe and Her, brought to you by AIG, in support of 20 by 20.
1: Right, well, that's a crap weekend for Irish Rugby. Um, It's pretty crap here in studio as well, pretty forlorn. Uh, Not that the panel, like the people on the panel are crap, it's just this is Neve McAvoy's last show for a while. She's fecking off to sunny Melbourne, Um, but I'm fine, so we're good. Buckle up the next 45 minutes are going to be great.
2: (laughs) Okay. And um, that was also a crap intro.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, but but that's my, that's what I'm sticking with throughout the course of this season one play-by-play. Every single one of my intros has been absolutely horrific, so why not fix something that's already so, so badly broken? And... Right, well, Dublin footballer Annie McWays back on the show. Dublin camogie player Ashley Mara's back on the show. Surrounded by Dubs, it's super great. Okay, let's talk about Ruby first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, welcome. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Welcome. It's great to have you both here. Thank you so Thanks. much. for having us. <laughs> Look, now everyone is at ease. I'm such a great host. <laughs> um. Right. Okay. Firstly, did you, did you guys get to watch the Ruby match? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, I'm not taking <laughs> this one. Yeah. <laughs> Smooth it right back to you. Great. I really enjoyed the Japan game. <laughs> oh, Japan. They're my favourite of the whole tournament. They're know. just amazing. Let's talk about Japan. Yeah, let's just. <laughs> I think everybody just automatically switched to supporting Japan after I know, I was like, well. totally rude. So it was like, Japan. it was a double blow then. Yeah, yeah so basically, one weekend, whoever apparently. we're going to support <laughs> is, is going to lose. So go, England. Is that what we're saying? <laughs> Great. Um, okay, so it, like it started as unbelievable. Hack nil, fields of Athenroi once I was like, yes, totally. Like we're that, winning. Yeah, this is unbelievable. And and then it would be happened. And then yeah, <laughs> and then kick off and stuff started going downhill. <laughs> I know, like it wasn't great. So final tour, forty six fourteen. Oh, it's just so tough because like they didn't have the the most amazing performances in the lead-up to the tournament. Um, but they got like the wins that kind of mattered. They got themselves to the quarterfinals. And then we are kind of all hoping it would build off from there. Like, it's it's the World Cup. It's a rugby World Cup. You're going to face the All Blacks if you want to go to the final. We just met them earlier than we would have liked. They were brilliant. We were not. Um, yeah. I up. think the biggest... I think there was... There's such
2: disappointment about it because of how well 2018 went. Um, do you know? Obviously, they had had an incredible year in 2018, so there was like a level of expectation there. And I don't think I think it's being a bit generous to say they did well. Like they got to the quarterfinal because like that's what the very least of what was expected of them based on the previous year that they'd had. And um, so I think sometimes it can happen as well. Like you know, sure didn't it happens in my own sport like. Like, well done to them for getting there. But, like, every team that's going to the World Cup is expecting and trying to get out of the group, you know, the kind of way. So that's probably... Being kind, but fair play to you. <laughs> Yeah. But I think in the run-up to the All-backs game, like, I just had... I don't know if you ever, like... You've been on the bus going somewhere, maybe in the National League or something. you know, it's, like, just the previous game didn't go well and you haven't yet got a chance to fix it yet. You know, the way the National League is, like, one game after another. But, like, I had a sense that they weren't going to win. you know, and... I just, it's exactly what I expected to happen based on what had been happening for the last month or so and based on what had been happening this season. So I don't know, like, you obviously,
1: yeah, like, if you're honest with yourself, did you expect it? Like, my head was, my head was saying, like, the All Blacks, they've been playing really well, they were well rested, they had, like, some of them had, hadn't played since, you know, early October, um, which is huge and then, what they've done to, they've mixed up the whole play, like, that's, You're looking at the All Blacks that we beat in Chicago. And, you know, again, outstanding team. We play better. Lansdowne Road, you know, again, a very different All Blacks team, but really strong. Some of their, like, core players in there. And we played really well. We had an exceptional game and everyone was, like, you know, sharp. And there was a very low error count you know, the usual really low penalty count. I think there was only five in that game, which is unbelievable um, for a rugby team. And it's one of the things that Schmidt demands of his players, like very, very disciplined play. But the All-backs, they just they just can change. Not so much, no one changes how they play, but they're able to adapt. And like, this didn't work, even though they still had like, at the time, some of the best wingers in the world, like Julian Savia. Um, they were able to, he went off to Toulon, and they were okay with losing like their Jacob Stockdale, it was like fine. And they put in, they slotted in George Bridge and exceptional players and they changed how they played. So instead of having World Player of the Year, Bart at fly half, they were perfectly okay and backed themselves to be like, yeah, he's brilliant, he's clearly unbelievable, but we're comfortable enough to move him to a full-back position, stick in someone like Richie Mwanga, who's a different type of fly half, and you've got like, essentially a very different ball game, and it's so difficult to play against. Now, they were exceptional. Kieran Reed was unbelievable, mm-hmm. and Ireland's just, like, it's very tough. We had, like, and again, like Schmidt talked about it after the game, had a few injuries going into it, and there was, like... There was a kind of a negativity going into it, not from the players. I think when you're in that position, I don't think you let it creep in. You're always you always have that belief, even if no one else does. Like I know in, I know in twenty. I think
2: you always have a sense of whether you're playing well or not.
1: Oh, players aren't stupid. They know, like they haven't. Know, be, well, obviously they, they did in the last.
2: Group game or whatever, but like do you know, they had a sense that they hadn't been playing well for the whole tournament. Like I, do you know, if I was if we if I was going into an All Ireland final, I wouldn't be going into an All Ireland final if I wasn't playing well. If the team hadn't been mm. playing well, but like I would have a sense, and then uh, that's what I mean in the National League, like. You know, people are coming back late, people have injuries and stuff. It's week on, week on, the games and stuff. And you just have a sense of whether the team is playing well or not. And that's just what I meant by that. Like They had to have been going into that game knowing that they weren't playing as well as they were last year. Like I guess as players, though, you've no choice but to look at that situation. Although that definitely does happen and you
3: can know you've not been performing. Given the performances they did put in against, albeit slightly different, all Blacks teams last year, they probably... We're holding on to that sense of like we're really due a performance. We've not had our like big moment yet, yeah. and like I guess they know what they're capable of as a team. And even though they were missing players and stuff like that, I'd say that yeah. was the one thing that I was
1: kind of still hanging on to. The reaction, the game, like, is, like sometimes, obviously, get that? obviously, if yeah, you when you're backs against underplay- the wall, like yeah. very much so. Sometimes it's kind of like right but I think the All Blacks are smart enough to like even if we did have that energy going in of like you know we're corners, but sometimes that's when teams can be their most dangerous. But I think one of the things that makes—I know I'm talking about like New Zealand a lot—but I don't think they ever, like, they've learned their lesson from underestimating Ireland, and they weren't going to do it again. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they prepped; they were so prepared for like our Andy Farrell flying up, really aggressive defence, and not a lot of teams have the skill set to deal with something Count, like that. Yeah. But. Even the likes of a big physical centre like Goodhue was was just hitting those out the ball mm. like in depth passes, so it was hitting the wings to their dangerous players. So <laughs> oh. sorry, we <Did> believe <laughs> sorry. you. Yeah, <laughs> it was just like oh, like did you did you did you get to read or were you reading any of the media surrounding? Do you think that there was a little bit of you know negative negativity from? Well, Irish journalists in particular just kind of in the lead-up? Yeah, definitely. I think there was massive expectation on the Irish team going into this
3: World Cup. I think, like Neve said earlier, the fact that we were as successful as we were in a lot of the games last year and we got as high as we did in world rankings at the time, I think people probably had an expectation that, you know, breaking quarter-final stage in the World Cup was what was next. And, you know, people were probably nearly looking past semi-final stages even at one point last year. Um, And when that expectation is there so far before a competition it then means that as soon as you go in and you put up, you know, a couple of mediocre performances or or you don't yeah. you don't beat Japan, you're immediately gonna get slated from every direction. Um, and that's one thing that we're
2: pretty good at as Irish, I think, anyway, isn't it? Like oh, we giving love it. About we, our athletes. But we also <laughs> love a bandwagon. Like we're playing
1: well, we're like, We are
2: class! <laughs> but sure, they meant people who had the wrong quarterfinal tickets. Yeah. The amount of people on Twitter being yeah, like, yeah, yeah. hello,
1: swapsy. Like But then as well, I think that's when I because I was thinking of going over and then I didn't want to jinx it. So I was kinda like, Okay, if I buy quarterfinal tickets and if I pick and if I if I assume that they're gonna play Second, in my head, I was being like, that would jinx the gene. and it's not what they need. Like, like, as in, imagine if they're like, oh, like, Jenny yeah, Murphy it, jinxed us. Yeah, yeah, this is all her fault. <laughs> I think you come back and I just was like, oh no, like radiate positivity and everything will be fine. By staying in Ireland. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I checked out my bank account and it was just <laughs> not positive. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, I can't even afford an air sports subscription. So good stuff. Good stuff. So I streamed it. Uh, it was great. Oh, American commentary, by the way. Oh, absolutely woeful. Oh, girl. Oh, they're at the line of scrimmage. And you're like, Are they? Oh. Yeah. Great, new uh, rule. Uh, so, okay, right. So now that we've we've kind of like a little bit into it, like it was actually really interesting. Before the game, Sexton gave a, an interview and he was talking about the Irish negativity in media and like he'd already, like there was some kind of jabs at a lot of the players being over the hill and like too old, um, which I, I, just, I don't agree with. Then they were saying that like the starting team was tired, I know that um Pat, you know, you met you yeah. he he had his own new starting lineup of young bloods. I don't know where I'm going with this really. <laughs> I'm just kind of like I'm just still sad and a bit emotional about the whole thing. But uh do you think when is it for players I'm, when they're getting a little bit more experienced, is there a is there a temptation to leave on a high or kind of like you're your performances, I guess, dip a little bit, and then you kind of—I don't really know where I'm going with this—but when is the right time to step away? Like, I know you're—we're losing one of our best players. Rory Best has been outstanding for for this team for years. but um, like, well, well, yeah. like
2: based on what what Pat was saying during the week, like he was just giving examples of what is available there now, like to kind of replace what we're losing after the World Cup. But I don't think. Not that Pat was saying this, but I don't think it's appropriate to speak in such a way that maybe these players should have been in for the World Cup. Because if you said before the World Cup, listen, like we're not bringing Rory Best, like he should retire. But But even this crack, like like, 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 there's a lot. Now, obviously, I know I shouldn't get lost in the Twitterverse, but like there's lots of that crack going on about the lads who are like 30s in this day and age. Isn't that like obviously in... Guy years like, 30... Not in real life. 30 is not old in real life. But in guy year is, like, 30 is old enough. But, like, it's still not too old. You know what I mean? Like, no, so it's, there's, the, it's the easiest thing to jump on when exactly somebody to, is having... They're like, ah, age. And you're like, ah, oh, that's but lazy. But at the end of the day, like, this, the 30-year-olds who were playing for Ireland have been our best players over the last number of years. And you're not going to, like... You would expect them to be, we needed them to play mm-hmm. in the World Cup. So people saying now that this p- person should have been there for that person and this, that and the other, like may, maybe he did go with experience and tried and tested, but like we had had a brilliant 2018 like 12 months ago. So yeah. I don't, you know what I mean? So I I do, I just think there was something that wasn't clicking on. That level of expectation, absolutely. Like yeah. there was a, a huge level of expectation going in and then a kind of, the Japan defeat just became this like the media. There was just a snowball. There was so much talk about um, the losing bonus point. You know, I don't know. I just I think everything everybody giving out retrospectively now is kind of like grinding my gears. I'm just like it just didn't it didn't go it didn't well. click. Like, and yeah. then we
1: met the best rugby team in the world. Like yeah, we met exactly. them in the quarterfinals. And they played the other really, side really of well. the draw,
2: yeah. like. Do you know you could re- reach a World Cup having played? Do you know Namibia, Italy? I'm not, no, and I, I'm not into. Yeah, I'm not into this thing where it's like the other. But like the other side of the draw is
1: easier. Like, yeah, it's a, <laughs> it's definitely a nicer draw. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, and that's
2: absolutely no disrespect to Wales and France, but I just think England and New Zealand is
1: a tougher that's going to be a huge semi-final right. yeah. Yeah. yeah but that's where, where they're meeting it's definitely they're for me anyway they seem to be the two strongest teams in, in terms of performance at the moment yeah. yeah yeah, yeah. I think the the box have had a loss um, Wales didn't play particularly well against France either so both shaky on the other side of the semi-final but then yeah. this is like it'll be really interesting to see a Hanson-Jones match up and what they're capable of doing
2: yeah boom I, I just I don't know I just feel as though like Ireland had they been on the other side could be in a semi-final even like I just think the All Allbacks are like operating at a different level at this stage so
1: poor guys <laughs> okay yeah but they had loads of ramen and sushi and <laughs> we're still really you know I, I still I'm still really proud of them so that's a bit sappy but it's fine Okay, um, all right. Moving on to something even sexier than rugby, uh, pay party, mm, <laughs> unbelievable. Um, so female players <laughs> at this week's uh, World Cup nine tournament. Make that noise again? <laughs> mm, yeah, that's for audio. <laughs> it's going to be great. It's yeah. I'm, I'm fist pump- punching. By the way, off. Oh, Anyway, <laughs> keep going, just keep going. Um, thanks, Markers, you were interrupting my flow. Um, female players at this week's World Cup 9, so in the NRL, the Rugby League, um, they're set to receive the same amount of payment as their male can- counterparts. So, you know, step forward. So there'll be a pay party between all the teams in this upcoming Oceania Cup. So it's like Samoa, Tonga, Fiji, New Zealand. Um, so I think they'll receive like something like $2,500 or something. Um, and it's going to be adapted for their 2021 World Cup so this is a massive step forward since the 2017 like when they both male and female players didn't receive any payment at all but we want to talk about and um, what neve meyer the producer wants to talk about is she's like get back to the books look at the books and the accounting that's going on within the women's games and sports so like we see time and time again that you know, the like Oh, women will never receive the same amount of money as men and it's because they don't generate enough money. So it's when you're talking about a business model like why would we even invest that? But do we think it's do you guys think it's time to to look at how women's sport is marketed so that we don't have to keep on kind of falling back on that old chestnut?
3: Yeah, definitely. I think like we had a prime example of this as well with the women's World Cup over the summer with the soccer like the US. The USA team, yeah, are like, they're a perfect example for a counter-argument to that point because they generate so much income in America. They're, like, more popular than the men's team in ways, but they're getting nowhere near the same amount of pay. And
2: From their own federation. Yeah, yeah.
3: exactly. And it's, it's ridiculous when you see the performance of the that they're putting on, they're winning World Cups, they have huge followings behind them, and they're like a really successful sports team in every way, and they're literally struggling to get anything near what their male counterparts are getting. Like, you can see the women women's uh, soccer players over there are retiring and having to go back and, you know, find careers in soccer or go back to jobs that they qualified in before they were playing sports because they can't afford to retire on anything anything near a salary that would like support them for the rest of their lives. And I think that, uh, well, there's obviously an argument there that if a women's sport team isn't generating the same amount of income as their male counterparts, you can't pay them the same amount. That's a typical example, or that's a classic example, where women are generating more than their male counterparts and still aren't seeing the benefits from it. And that's where... I get really frustrated about the whole thing That's why that makes no sense to me yeah. um, and I think that they did a really good job like you're saying about the marketing in the Women's World Cup again for soccer this year with that marketing some of the videos that they had for I think it was the Swedish football team and the USA as well had unbelievable marketing videos out before and the support that they got was huge like the Games are selling out from quarterfinal stage on, I think. So there's people there that want to go and see those games and you know it's similar to a lot of female sports that if we get that marketing right and we get people to attend the games a lot of people seem to be coming away from them at the end saying, oh actually the women are really good or oh actually they can they can really play. Like yeah. I'm not a massive soccer fan but I'd watch women's soccer before I'd watch men's soccer because there's way less jumping around the place, there's way less acting <laughs> Honestly, involved. There's actually just probably better football played in it. So I think that marketing and like you know that kind of product placement or getting the right people to the games will definitely bring the sport onto another level and hopefully can get women a step closer.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Like just what you were saying in terms of like pay parity and that that thing you were saying there, like the corporations or the associations or whoever it is who's heading up whatever sport you're talking about, that they fall back on, they say, well, the women don't generate as much money, so how can we pay them the same? Like. It's, it's that, that's from their, the U.S. women were looking for money from their own federation based on their work performance, so the men would get something, it was like, I think it was, there was a, a massive huge, discrepancy, I yeah, think it was like yeah, 50,000, and like 500,000 or
1: yeah. something like that. It was, it was a
2: zero in the difference. Yeah, yeah. I think so, yeah. And but if there's a really good example over in the states as well so it's like the WNBA and the NBA and um that's what it always falls back to with them but it's exactly that it's like they don't get half as much marketing and things like that and it's like oh well they don't generate as much money but like how are you going to generate any more money if nobody knows the games are even yeah, on that? Exactly. Like, and um, like I was listening to an MBA or a WNBA player speaking during the week, and she was saying, you know, in the men's game, like this market the marketing and things like that, like it's just, it's just a cost, like of their accounts during the year, so it goes under cost. And whereas, like when it's spoken about as women, it's like, oh, that, well, that's an expense that we don't, that's a luxury and an expense that we don't have. So often in like women's sport it's seen as an expense but in men's it's just like oh it's just a cost of the association of the game of whatever it is mm. you know the kind of way so but I don't I think do it think think even th- has to be a cost for for a women's sport like we should be looking at it as an investment yeah that's what that, I mean yeah, yeah so it's an investment in exactly in yeah. the men's that's sorry yeah you're. that's exactly what I meant sorry <laughs> but in the men's thing it's like an investment in the sport or whatever but in the women's it's like a cost yes. yeah.
3: and you can see the direct effects of it like I think LGFA is doing it quite well over the last yeah. number of years like yeah. you can see you know that escalation in the numbers that are attending the All-Ireland Final every year is a perfect example of how yeah. if you you know, if you really go out and promote it and you get the kids to come and you get people interested, as soon as you have a viewership there and an audience there, they can see the quality of the product that they're getting. And, you know, when you get people then that are genuinely interested in the sport, it's, it's so much more valuable uh, as a brand and as a sport and there's so much more that can be made back out of it. From those people that are following us. I think you're dead right. We just need to change the way we're looking at it in women's sports.
1: And would you would you guys like to see where whereabouts that money is actually going? Like we get yeah. these amazing corporate sponsors and you know, they put their names on things and it's you know, it's it's good, we're getting investment into women's sports, but where is that actually going?
2: Yeah. Um sorry like i think there's been some amazing campaigns and amazing initiatives like for like for my sport i you know obviously little have been very very good um Dublin's sponsor aig have been very good you know they sponsor all four codes but like is that it, an
1: equal four codes
2: uh no, no it's not no okay um but it's certainly an improvement on where we were before like um it's yeah i think there's I think it's we've made massive progress towards equality. I would certainly feel far more equal to the men's setup than I ever have done before in the last number of years, and I do think it's on the back of like increased attendance, increased increased awareness of our games, and um, increased attendances. I think I said that already. <laughs>
1: it's fine. You're <laughs> but, highlighting the point. Yeah, like, I yeah. do.
2: I think it, I think the reason I feel more equal. And I feel more on a level playing field with the men's team is as a result of all of these different things. But equally, you know, the season's over now and I would still like to see, you know, a push like funding now in the off season. Like I, I feel equal, but do the young girls in my club feel like equal
1: to the... Yeah, like if, if you're if you're training, do the under 18s get better facilities than the women, do they get better time slots? Like it's yeah, not I think these our gl-
2: club, ha- uh, my 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 own club, has made um, great strides in the sense that they just have now they just have like a ladies tra- they have ladies training nights and men's training nights and mm-hmm. like so they just don't clash. So we're really good in that sense. But
3: that's
2: a good idea. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Sandy. Like, um, but yeah, I don't know. I just, I think. Yeah, I would like to see where you know, even say the twenty twenty campaign, like that is an incredible campaign and mm-hmm. how many like even we're here talking how we had there's a, on a women in sport podcast. like it's amazing and AIG, as I said, have been amazing, but twenty percent of the media coverage that was already there, like there was very little media coverage there already. So twenty percent of that
1: like a twenty percent increase in
2: and something in that's something small for, anyway. Yeah. 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 So I think People shouldn't kind of let the wall be pulled over their eyes. Yes, absolutely. Like, Orty are going to hit the hit their twenty by twenty, but like, really, is it enough? And it shouldn't just finish in twenty twenty on the back of this campaign. It needs to like just continue and drive. Yeah. yeah, definitely the first like first minor step yeah. because twenty percent of the media coverage that already exists. If I'm honest, is f- all. like
1: yeah. Well, like, yeah, we know, like, the increased media coverage and everything that we get with that is great because it is promoting the game and and more people do get to see, like, oh, these are skillful athletes and, you know, look at their technical ability. But again, you know, where is that, like, put some money into it? Like, there's a stat here, like, about corporate sponsors. So 2018, according to a Statista report, uh, women's sport, they garnered not 0.4%. Of all total sponsorships worldwide. Yeah. Commercial sponsorships. So that's like, you know, that's something that can definitely be, <laughs> a, you know, that's a, that's a solid like, yeah, I like, that's something. That even, you even,
2: can the, do. Even, the, even the tag, like hashtag can't see, can't be, like, yeah, amazing, like amazing campaign, amazing tag, but like money, like that's money. You can't see unless there's money put into it, like it's sports worldwide you know what I mean yeah. like you, you are not like Neve Maher the producer here said she found told me recently that she found it extremely difficult to find my she actually had a couple of people on the case yeah.
1: <laughs> to find She's got her minions yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah
2: to find um my games like my match schedule because obviously you know oh, yeah. she wanted me back <laughs> but um so she was like looking for my games and stuff and she found she really had to search for it. You know what I mean? Yep. And like, if we want people to attend our games and not just attend the biggest game of the season, the last game of the
1: year, they need to know it's on. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It should but it's be. Like, so, I already know like, like all these premiership, like matches that are, are coming on. on. And it's not like I actively engage or search for it. It's just, it's there. kind of there and it kind of becomes embedded through, through osmosis, whatever it is, and I don't <laughs> even realise. But, yeah, then stuff that I, you know, I'm actually interested in, like, you have to look for, like, yeah. you know, Ireland women's cricket. Mm. I need to, like, actually be like, okay, what's did Leona what Moore, Leo yeah. what did she par, yeah. like, all these kind of little things that you're like, But even But even the
2: soccer, uh, the last day, which I thoroughly enjoyed, mm. I don't know if you watched it, I just thought it was a savage game, like, I really enjoyed it, and... Um, I actually, I was speaking to my dad about it and he was like, oh, I'm raging. I didn't know that was on. Like, because he definitely would have watched it as well. But the only reason I knew Dave it was the on... Dave the Rave. Shout out to Dave <laughs> the Rave. Go on, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the only reason I, was on, I knew it was on is because Jackie Hurley had texted me two weeks previous asking me, did I want a ticket? And I was like, what? Like, yeah. Do you know? And so, like, where's the funding and the... Prom- like, obviously, there was a massive push in terms of 20 per 20, but they're doing everything they can. Like, who else is going to get behind...
1: Yeah. It can't be just and, and like, like one or two. It needs yeah,
2: yeah. Organizations,
1: I, need, organizations need to get better at doing it themselves though
2: as well. Like yeah.
1: I know
3: definitely that's something we can do better in Camogie. Like I wouldn't like to say how many games I played this year and like Championship Ball ireland Final games and the week of it you're going into it and we're like oh well it's not in Dublin, and that's all we know.
1: Okay, and we still yeah. don't have a
3: pitch, and we still don't have a. And it happens way too frequently. <sighs> and it's 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 a real you know, downfall from associations because how can you promote a game when you don't have a pitch for it? Like, I'm playing... I play county championship final this Sunday, coming, with my club team, and mm. I don't know what pitch it's on in. We don't have a venue confirmed for it. Yeah. And Whereas the men are in... The men's championship games are in Parnell Park. Men's championship games, from, from game one, like, not even semi-final, quarter-final yeah. stages, every game's in Parnell Park. And yes, you know, Camogie Association isn't part of the GAN, it's more difficult to get Parnell Park, but you get Parnell Park for a final... Camogie Association haven't organised it or you know, don't have a bitch organised and well sorry Dublin Camogie can'ty Board in this case but it's just I think that organisations individually and that's not to be overcritical critical of Komogi, I'm probably getting myself in trouble here saying that yeah. but uh, there's definitely I mean improvement there the, as well, yeah, there yeah. needs to be an onus on an organisation as well to make that information really accessible to everybody else yeah, to that's exactly it. what
1: I'm saying about the algebra. like Sorry. Make it easy because then more people will come and if more people engage and see what's on show, yeah. then they will bring more people along but as well. But on
2: then on the same hand, not to count completely counter what you're saying, like the LGFA do, so like in contrast to what you're kind of saying about the Commodities Association, the LGFA do an amazing job at promoting games on Twitter and stuff. But, yeah, the whole schedule wasn't readily available, but they do amazing. But, like, it's not enough because there's people who don't follow... Twitter, yeah. Don't, yeah, f- exactly. don't follow ladies' football, don't follow Camogie, don't use social media, yeah. you know, the kind of way. So, like, it, yeah, I absolutely agree that knew. the associations need to do better, but other people need... To, if it's 0.04, you know, mm-hmm. like, of all funding worldwide, like, there's... A lot of scope there for someone to get behind promoting these events. like mm. So like Jerry Maguire, show us the money. Yeah, <laughs> can't see, can't be. Show us the
1: money.
3: But there's a lot in it. I think there's a lot in it for companies and businesses as well, and I think you can see that with Little. like uh, The the work they've come in and done, AIG coming in across the four codes, how many times has that been discussed? Now, I know we don't the talk about ladies' times, football that much. But where, where,
1: is, where is the money that they're...
3: Where is that, where is that going? See, the thing is, we, like, as a player, you're never going to see a breakdown between... You know, this sponsorship gave us. Th- this sponsor gave us this much money, and it covered this cost, and it covered this cost. Money comes from different places, and a, as a player, I, d- I don't know about you, but I definitely never. So, know if you what had, right, if what. you had
1: a big what a cash, or what, maybe not cash, <laughs> but if you had, okay, Ashley, here is like a big chunk of money. Can't spend it on yourself or any holidays <laughs> or whatever, but you can you can put it into your sport. Where would you want that to go?
3: Uh, I think uh, like my team or Camogie as a Camogie sport. Camogie is a sport. Camogie is a sport, I think it needs to go into, like, marketing and awareness of the game. And I think that we need to be better promoting the game, particularly amongst younger players. Yeah. Um, like, the amount of younger players, even in my own club, that wouldn't know when, you know, they're playing Camogie, they love Camogie, they're obsessed with Camogie, and they wouldn't know when we have a match on mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. Dublin. And
2: I think but, that but there's an aspirational factor there. Like if they can't, if they're not seeing like you, you guys see it, they can't. Yeah, do <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to go back to it. No. But actually, like if like we have this massive drop off, everybody talks about it all the time at like 14, 15, 16. Uh, but like, would that happen if they were going to see mm. women older than that age <laughs> still playing at a high level and like, hopefully, like, or if it was to improve in front of bigger attendances, you know, like, there's an aspiration there and I think, yeah, I don't know.
3: Yeah, I definitely, I think that, like, we should be looking at things like AIG coming in over Dublin and I think that that that, um, sponsorship across four brands has worked particularly well for Camogie say, because um, it's allowed us to be brought up on the same level as, you know, hurling ladies football, men's football and everything else and I think that that's probably a minor scale of what we should be looking at maybe on a more national level for the GAA. I think that it's something that could really bring Camogie on to have a stronger association with the GAA, to have uh, use of better facilities, better pitches, and to be able to you know tap into that marketing and that promotion because I, I do think that Camogie... Um, needs to be marketed better needs to be seed on a larger scale particularly for the younger players that are coming up but also for the general public like you know hurling and Camogie fastest field sports played in Europe like they're brilliant games to watch and I think it's seen in the fact that the attendances have been as high as they have at the ladies football the last number of years yeah. like maybe ladies football is more popular than Camogie but I don't think it's three times more popular or whatever the difference was yeah. in the attendance at the All-Ireland Finals this year I think that's a classic example of how we can get another 20 or 30,000 people at an All-Ireland Final or you know a percentage Uh, increase at games throughout the year if we just market that better and I think that ladies football are getting there I'm not saying they're there yet I'm sure there's loads of room, room for improvement still but I think that it's probably the comparison between camogie and football is probably a typical example of what can be done if the right strategy is taken and the right sponsors come in behind and I think it's a massive opportunity for businesses to get involved and to bring sports on in that way particularly female sports because the rewards are there for the companies and the rewards are there for the sponsorships and we can see it in the sixty thousand kids that come and watch, you know, Dublin play in an All Ireland final. That's really good marketing for, for any brand or for any company that comes yeah. on board with those teams. And because there's not a huge amount of competition for sponsorship in female sports, companies have the opportunity to be, you know, the only or one of two or three brands. Aggressive. Yeah, exactly, associated
1: yeah. with a given team. That was actually really good, yeah. I was like, I, was like, yeah, I 100% agree with that. Well, like, it, it makes sense, though, as well. Like, it's even when looking at it from a mobile phone. Sorry, I was, like, I was just like, yes, nodding. Sorry, they couldn't hear the nodding, so it's like, yeah. Um, no, that's like, well, we're, we'll have to like move on to. We're actually going to market some of our own kamogi right now. We'll have to speak about like kamogi all starts, yeah. So we're doing our thing. <laughs> um, okay, so... Sponsor us. <laughs> yeah. Nice, keep keep doing that. Yeah. Um, right, all Ireland ch- uh, champions Galway led the way in terms of those nominations at the weekend. They got a whopper seven. What do you think of the... You know, who claimed the titles happy enough with the selection? Yeah. Um, well, you can't really.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I think I should have personally got
1: there
3: one. was uh, There was no double, Dublin nomination, so I can't give out about Dublin not, not winning one this year. Um, but yeah, seven for Galway, I think is it's fairly standard. You normally see about seven for, for the winning team. Um, Galway pairing in midfield is probably kind of unusual for... Uh, that position. Yeah, two, yeah, two in very
2: two the same county. It's very difficult position to get... Um, so what what does how all does the starting. all star
1: work in the LGF or in ladies football? Yeah, I'm
2: not sure how it works in the Camogie, but the pairings of three are named. So the three cornerbacks are named together, three fullbacks are named together, and three cornerbacks like um, yeah. the whole way up the pitch. Then so obviously there, you can't really chop and change within the lines or you know give, yeah, like you, you play fourteen, but you're not really a full force. I wore 14 for the last number of years, but I've never really played there. So I've been nominated in 14... Oh,
1: so it's, it's but I, it's, I don't it's actually. Okay. So it's the number on the back, essentially,
2: for the football. Well, kind of, yeah, um, more or less. But like, obviously, there's instances where girls have worn different numbers throughout the year, and one of those numbers they're just big okay. But so, say for example, last season I wore 14 all year, but I got nominated in 14, but never played there. Like, okay. but, you know? But it's it's fine. Like, yeah. scratched. <laughs> you <can> take <laughs> oh, it. Yeah. Yeah. i like, thank <laughs> you. I don't mind being nominated.
3: Yeah. I'm cool. <laughs> yeah. one uh, like Kimogie. It's Different in camogie. So the way we would do it is. Uh, You get nominated in a given line. So, for example, if you're nominated in the full back line, there'll be like nine names given, but the first three names could win number two, three, and four. Okay. Um, So it's probably so they could all
2: in actually realistically play three. Yeah, but the, yeah they just, well, no, it's
3: good like yeah and no it's supposed to be like you'd still get people being like well she played three all year why is she winning an all-star and four but like
2: it's not really that big of a deal no. I just am like yeah. people who say that I'm like <laughs> why are you begrudging this person who deserves an all-star and all-star you know yeah, what I mean like yeah. three and four I'm like there's about ten yards in the difference
3: yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah I mean if you have two unbelievable fullbacks, you're not gonna you're not going to need them out but I think it makes it probably a little bit more difficult to predict the Camogie all-stars than it does with the full Ones. Yeah. Because maybe you can tell a bit easier if you're just choosing one person out of three as opposed to choosing three people out of nine. There's like <laughs> yeah. more combinations that are possible with the Camogie, yeah. I guess. Um, but yeah, so there would have been, say, for midfield, for Camogie, there would have been six nominations. And obviously, uh, I don't know if football's the same, but for Camogie, it'd be relatively unusual. I don't think it's happened in a while that two players <coughs>
2: from the same county have won midfield. Um, no, I but, can't think. I always think, particularly um, a couple of years ago, Breed Quirkery and um, Rena, Breed and Rena, like, in Buckley, yeah. yeah, they would have probably both deserved all stars, but because they were both in midfield, like, it was never going to happen. Like, yeah, so exactly what you're Why saying is there. That? Sorry, I don't, it's funny, yeah, I don't know. Politics, yeah, <laughs> like, that's <it's> stupid. Just, <laughs> right. it goes into, yeah, oh, the way these individual work, like, awards work, they are, they're lovely, like, if you yeah. get recognised and it's great and all, but like, it's just, you know what I mean, like, yeah, there can't be more than seven from it, should just be the. The best fifteen players. Yeah, I agree. I, I think it,
3: yeah, if, if yeah, it's like, oh, win oh, the All Ireland, and they have the best best fifteen there should be fifteen given to go away. But it's never the way. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen. Well, more I don't than think it would seven a, or I maybe eight. It, Yeah,
2: it would actually be the way. Either, no, but,
3: but yeah, yeah. Be,
2: if, if on a given year there's nine, then there should be nine given. Yeah. Do you know that kind of way? I, I like I was delighted to see Neve Mulcahy in there because I think even though like obviously her team only he got to the quarter final, yeah, but like
3: for this she gotten a long time is unbelievable. Yeah.
2: Neve Mulcahy has probably
3: deserved an all star for the past number of years to be honest. Well because very, her
2: team hasn't. Yeah, yeah it's so very like,
3: difficult to win one if you don't get to at least knockout stages. So say need won one this year, having reached a quarter final with Limerick. Yeah. And typically speaking it'd be unusual to see somebody win an all-star if they don't get as far as a semi-final. Right. Okay. Um well, now class. as it happens this year there was three given to people who got to quarterfinals because Waterford also got two. Um mm. uh, Beck Carton won her second one in and corner forward and uh, their wing back got one as well. So, whereas Tipperary got as far as a semi-final, were beaten in the semi-final. I think they had eight nominations, maybe, and didn't win any, which is kind of unusual to see a team get that far and not having won any. Now, Tip probably didn't really perform in in the Mm -hmm. semi-final. I think Koch-Devan was probably very hard done by. Um, She plays full forward for Tip, and she's had a really good year. She... She won one last year, so it's probably less likely to win one again this year,
1: which again is... This is the shit. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Jenny's is mind on. is blown. I'm like, why? Oh, okay, right. Okay, <laughs> hold on a second. It's why? Okay.
2: Sorry, um, I just want to say that's the case ca- across all of the Gaelic games. This yeah, is, men's and women's. And it's it's just,
1: yeah. Um, so it's kind of like, uh, ah, <laughs> he she's got one last year.
2: Even so we'll give it to
1: someone. A no, it's not always the case. Like, <laughs> obviously, you know,
2: Sinead Goldrick has, like, multiple All-Irelands in a row. It doesn't happen when you, when you hit All-Ireland finals every year. If you hit All-Ireland finals
3: and you deserve one, I think you're way more likely to get one. Yeah. I think players who play consistently well, Niamh Mulcahy being a prime example, and consistently get to maybe don't reach knockout stages or maybe get to quarterfinals, yeah. are much more likely to be no overlooked stage. or yeah. to not get one two years in a row. And uh,
2: but, I, but I do think I do think there's a lot to be said for playing more games like you can showcase yourself and your skills more if you're in the competition except, longer, but, yeah, yeah. except
3: that you for Komogi say that kind of doesn't work because if you top your group you end up missing the quarter you you, you qualify straight for a semi. So you play less. Actually only could play if I reach a quarter final and get knocked out in quarter final, and you win the All-Ireland final, you've actually only played one more game than me. Okay, yeah. Um, because I play a quarter, you play a semi, and then you play the final.
1: Oh my God, I'm learning too much. <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't, it's not logical. Right, we're moving on because I'm full. Um, that was ridiculous. But fine. <laughs> Let's see. Right. Well, well um, done to
2: all the Moogie All Stars. Yeah, no doubt they all deserved. Their yeah, All-Stars. they do. Sorry. I they, <laughs> that wasn't
1: mean like this list of fifteen is a joke. Yeah. <laughs> like not at no, all. The no. last, just but to say
3: just... one positive thing about Moogie as well. The last thing that I'm saying that is, it's good to see for the second time now this year they are all going on uh, an All Stars tour. Yeah, that's incredible. Over to and New York. Yeah, it's which where is deserve. only the second time uh, they've ever done a The inaugural tour was the year before last over to Madrid. So
1: it's gonna be like museums so much. It's like
2: sponsor it yeah. <laughs> yeah. this
1: is a chance um, <laughs> um, oh that's that's good that's no it's starts. really good yeah. I, I was uh,
3: on the last trip over to Madrid and it was brilliant uh, it was really well organised and it's you know it's are you raging that you were in Madrid and... the wrong year to play well <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Could have been in to New pick York. a year to <laughs> play <laughs> well
1: yeah Oh, but you see, two in, two in a row, like, you know, you can't play well two years in a row because you're just not going to get nominated. Apparently. Okay, right.
3: I'll blame that. That'll we'll, be my excuse. We'll stick,
1: we'll, we'll stick with um, stick sports. Uh, hockey, right? <laughs> They're playing class. Um, and we're looking for your help. We want to like, shed it about a little bit. So Ireland are going to be hosting um, an Olympic qualifier so you get a chance to be get behind the team potentially going to Tokyo 2020. So key matches that you need to be aware of So, Saturday 2nd of November, Ireland take on Canada at 7 o'clock. Then, with no break whatsoever, well, like a night's rest, Sunday 3rd of November, they're against the maple syrup lovers once again at 10 past 7. Am I allowed to say that? I'm going to keep saying it, <laughs> maple syrup's great, yeah. Um, so uh, Lorna Lawless, well hold on, I'll say that a bit bit more, reporter Lorna Lawless, um, she headed down to chat to some of the players last week, um, so let's have a look. So it's incredible that the game's on in Donnybrook, um, what would it mean to you to play on home and um, do you think this will work for advantage?
4: Yeah, we're so excited, so we're only two weeks away now really from the week leading into the game, and... Just to have that much support, you know, is incredible. And so apparently the ticket sales are going really, really well. And just even the new idea of putting a pitch down in Donnybrook, that's never been done before. And there's so much outside interest. So, yeah, we're, we're so, so excited. We just can't wait to get out there.
5: Obviously, being at home, it's you have the advantage of the, the home crowd. Um, to play in such a big tournament, you know, the home support is going to be crucial for us. And I think, you know, playing at Donnybrook, we're going to get a big, big crowd out there. Hopefully, you know, the biggest crowd that we'll have ever played in front of, here in in Dublin so uh, yeah we're really looking forward to it and uh, hopefully we will get that
2: that, uh, big crowd out to see us yeah we're just so excited about it it's something really special that hasn't been done before laying a pitch in you know the Energy Park so we're, we're so buzzing and we feel the sport already building so um, we just can't
5: wait uh, for the weekend to come around. So how are you feeling about the prep match game? It's obviously very close now so how's the training regime going down? Tonight?
4: Yeah, to be honest it's been pretty full on now since um, since about July. We've gone pretty much full time and uh, yeah, it's been incredible. It's been obviously extremely tough but we train most, uh, most days of the week. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday we're full time together. Then we meet up regionally Thursday's Friday so it's it's basically full time so um, we've had some games as well which are brilliant to get that match experience in we play this week as well so yeah it's really it's exciting.
5: Do you think there's like an added pressure this year because I suppose well, the World Cup performance as last year and do you think it's kind of put a spotlight on you, the team?
4: Yeah I
0: mean the Green Army bandwagon certainly exploded last year during the World Cup but I think as a group of players we always had that belief there and there's a group of us that have been in the squad for a good few years now. And, you know, it's our third Olympic cycle together. So we always knew that we had something special in us. But I suppose it's always great to, re- to get that little bit of publicity and a little bit around it. And now a year on, whoever would have thought that a hockey pitch is being dropped on a rugby
2: pitch. And, yeah, it's something that we're really looking forward to for us, we feel like the World Cup was a really long time ago, you know, we parked yeah. that, you know, a year ago, but, you know, people do still talk about it, and, you know, if if that kind of success at that time brings brings more support, and,
5: and you know, more excitement around these games, well, that's just amazing. So. Yeah, definitely, the spotlight
4: is on us, but I suppose that's always what we wanted, in a, in a funny way, you know, we always felt that we were a little bit, um, you know, underappreciated for how talented we were, and how much work we put in, and, you know, we strove for so many years to get the recognition that we really really deserved we felt and now you know we have that recognition and we might have that spotlight on us but but that's what we that's what we've worked so hard for that's what we've driven for so we're just we're relishing it and we're enjoying every minute of it
5: so i suppose the last time you met candy you drew so do you think that you're know, more clearly looking at this game a bit differently than the last time well, i think this time around you know is we're just focused on one team we played them twice so we've started looking at them um, over the last couple of weeks and you know we're just taking our time getting through everything getting through their strengths their weaknesses trying to figure out how we'll organize ourselves and set our game plan and um, so yeah we're 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 busy with with the prep um, and the training and i think we're we're getting through it all we've uh, obviously got a good bit of time together now in the next two weeks to to really hone in on on what the game plan will be so so I suppose we're
0: so I suppose this is my third Olympic cycle and each Olympic qualifier has been a different process so a little bit crazy but now this Olympic qualifiers has turned into almost like a Champions League in the football with a two-legged game and the winner takes all so aggregate score over both legs so there has to be a winner on the Sunday but the big thing for us is that both games are going to be at home, so really hoping that the home crowd, the home crowd, is going to get us over the line. You
5: know, this will be my third attempt at going for an Olympic, so it would be definitely the icing on the cake, especially after the success we had at the World Cup last year. You know, the team has worked so hard to get to where we've got to, and it's really been a journey over those like last 10, 11 years. So to get to Tokyo this time around would be, I think it would be deserved uh, for all the hard work and uh, it really would show just how far hockey in Ireland has really come.
1: Okay, Olympic qualifier on home soil. That's not too bad. So it's going to be actually in where the Irish women's rugby team have their home games. They're flipping that into a hockey hockey pitch. So get to Energia Park. Um, If you want to help out or be part of the volunteers, jump onto hockey.ie and you'll find out more information. So that's going to be Whopper. and now we're coming to the end of the show. Final segment. Um, I was going to start doing the final Your countdown. Your hair but is Emma's. getting larger it's by so the big. second. It's so big. It's so big. I think it's the lights. I can feel it weighing on my head. It's good, girl. It's fair, yeah. I can hide hide stuff in it. Anyway, so your last show, like how much you going to miss me? Oh, so
2: much. I know I was going to like try and be really sassy there and be like, not that much, but I'm going to miss play-by-play play so
1: much. <laughs> okay, so I thought it was going to be me. Me, no. <laughs> oh, no, specifically me. No, like, <laughs> yeah, this God, is, well, great, great, great. Okay, what are you going to miss the most? Um, You, girl. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So it's way too long and that was forced, but fine. Okay, so when are you actually heading off? Um, i mind
2: flying out on the 3rd of November. Um, yeah, so I arrive then. I'm like heading out. So, Australia's really far away. It's <laughs> hard <laughs> to know. Yeah.
3: <laughs> but
1: at least you know the capital, right? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Jenny. <laughs> Sorry, Jenny. I still don't remember what that was. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> flying out at like 8 a.m. Uh, on the 3rd and arriving like really late on the 4th okay I'm like that is lots of
1: and do you have to a training on the 5th to, like straight No, no
2: um, so the group aren't together as a group um, until like mid-November so I'll get like say a week done um, in kind of a smaller group of people who yeah
1: and have you chatted to any of the girls that are out there already yeah
2: they've been so good to me so obviously when the news were re- was released like lots of them have been on to me and um, they're they seem really sound obviously Um, and yeah they've all just been really good they were like if you need anything or if you have any questions or anything let me know but um, the people I've been dealing with from the club like Todd and Mick and stuff are are really good so I actually can just be really transparent with them and be like do you have Barry's tea bags (laughs) over (laughs) there Well, <laughs> actually, speaking of it, got your
1: little something else. <laughs> It's not actually just a box of Barry's tea, by the way.
2: Oh! <laughs> so! Hashtag yeah. Pattybox.
1: Thank you yeah. so much. You can have a I don't look. know if I can hug you, but I'm going to. We can hug. <laughs> Thanks, Emil. Yeah.
2: And yeah. That's thank you, play by play. <laughs> have a look inside.
1: Actually, do we pack the rude stuff in there or is it legit? Oh, No. Oh, I, think, I think it's okay. You. Well, rude. Never. <laughs> yes.
2: <Yeah. Yeah. laughs> Look! don't forget where you came from
1: <laughs> we got emotions as well we went a bit soft oh like,
2: guys I think it's this is up. your mammy always told you sharing is caring no <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's fine Fair well you
2: need your potato um, classic. so many nice things we know that you spoke these about. are my favourite I
1: didn't know that yeah <gasps> <laughs> oh, stop crying no curly word um, yeah batting, well you, re- you mentioned bali Millie really relish so it's yes. like that needs to go in there oh my god
2: Thank you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you, Nevo, <laughs> and Conan yep. and
1: everybody. Yeah, and Jenny, pretty good. Yeah. Thank that you. You're welcome. Um, come back, Ashin. Um, oh, we've got this uh this pen for you. So you actually, actually, I like this, actually this pen. So, so pen. yeah, I'll hold on. We'll figure. But we'll have you back next season. So you know we Looking can talk about my Christmas here. here anyway, yeah, yeah, God, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Don't face me. <laughs> um. Right, listen, that's pretty much all we've got time for. We covered a fair, a fair amount today. Um, before we go, Ashley, what's coming up for Camogie? Um, so we are final stages
3: of Dublin Championship at the moment. So that final is on on Sunday at right. three. No pitch yet. <laughs>
2: <laughs> for
3: um, But hopefully if we keep an eye on Dublin Camogie, they will be one out soon. Do you think it will be in Dublin? It will be in oh, Dublin. It's the Dublin oh, Championship.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um well from the sounds (laughs) of it sometimes maybe it mightn't be in Dublin so I'd be great if
2: he's got Parnell Park
3: yeah I would not expect to see that happen if we (laughs) uh, well whoever qualifies for uh, Leinster then so the winners of the Dublin Championship this year will play the winners of um, Kilkenny and Wexford in the semi-final and that game might potentially be in Parnell Park. Those games are sometimes okay. in Parnell Park. So, whoever comes out of Dublin will end up playing the winners of Kilkerley and Wexford. And I think Look that's a home, home game, game for Dublin. Lovely. I think so this year. So, so that's another that one that can could be
1: watched. Be <laughs> <Maybe> <laughs> we just keep so, putting yeah. that idea yeah, out yeah, there. I'm just keep on doing that. Just like Paranel that's Paranel all. <laughs> yeah, we're just kind of like subliminal messaging of Parnell Park all throughout this. Game. We can like post edit it later on. Yeah. Okay, so come on we're going up and then. Studying away, though. So you guys did the same course, didn't you? Yeah. yeah.
2: Uh, actually, Niamh was texting me during the week for some advice that I wasn't able to give her.
1: Ashley <laughs> A- was texting me, yeah. Right, like, oh, so. yeah,
2: yeah. Ashling, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of Niamh Marr. Aisling Marr.
1: No, you just... You, I call everyone my own name. I'm <laughs> all <laughs> Yeah, so like, all like, yeah. That's what i sorry, Ashley. Yeah. Um... Guys, thank you so much for coming on the show. <laughs> um, obviously, you've mortified so yourself for <laughs> the very for the very last <laughs> time, Mac- so Mac- is on- Jenny, shut up. i <laughs> apologise in Peace. <laughs> sorry. Go ahead. Okay, apologise. I'm sorry. <laughs> <Forgiven>. <laughs> okay. Well, that's all. Mackers has time for in season one, <laughs> Ballsing up and apologising, insulting our panel. Great. Um, we'll miss you, pal. We'll yeah. miss you. Thank um, you so much, Ash. Thanks very much for coming on the show it's again. Um, thank you so much to everyone listening Um, it's been a hell of a season so far one more to go Uh, thanks yay play by play
0: on sports joe and her brought to you by AIG in support of 20 by 20